Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast. Hi there, ladies and gents, and welcome to this episode of the Sophisticated Property Investment Podcast with me, your host, Frank Fleck. So I was recently asked by a client, a one of my one-to-one clients actually, a question about marketing. This guy is a multi-millionaire, very successful business owner, and it really struck me how unusual an industry this sophisticated property investment game really is and i'm going i'm going to explain the question it's a really good question and logically the route he was going to go down made complete sense but on the ground in the real world it was in my opinion highly likely to end in failure so let me talk you through the the scenario because i think this is how a lot of novice property investors approach their marketing and it comes back to the the saying that i've shared on the podcast before the shortcut is often the long way around and that is so true so so true so let me outline the question in a nutshell this client has got an employee, he's, he's employed someone to build him a property portfolio and the arrangement we have is that I support her and train her, no prior experience, to build him a property portfolio using sophisticated strategies. That's it in a nutshell. So as with all clients, I sat down and we, we mapped out a business plan which included a really detailed marketing strategy for how they were going to generate enough leads in order to result in a number of purchases, sophisticated purchases that would lead to my client having the portfolio at the end of the 12 months that he desired. So all good. And in that marketing strategy or in that marketing plan, rather, there were marketing strategies that included paid for strategies that don't require much time. So, for example, leafleting, post office adverts, newspaper advertising, etc., Facebook ads. And there were low cost or zero cost marketing strategies that required a lot of time, such as donut strategy, where you visit letting agents and estate agents, you build rapport and you educate them on how you can help them to service their clients better by partnering with you. So for example, if a letting agent has a landlord who wants to sell, then, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, then that letting agent is in danger of losing that property's management if the investor or the landlord puts the property on the open market because another investor might buy the property and manage it themselves or use their own letting agent, in which case the letting agent's lost the business, or the vendor might decide to evict the tenant and sell it vacant and then a homeowner, owner-occupier might take the property and then there's no management at all. So the letting agent is highly likely to lose the management when the property is sold, but not if we buy it. If we buy it and we're in partnership with a letting agent, we can guarantee the letting agent retains the management. So that's how a letting agent will benefit from partnering with us. And of course, the donut strategy is the the regular visits where we take donuts with us to 
educate the letting agent on how that works and if it's a if it's an estate agent who deals with sales then what we're going to do is we're going to be helping that estate agent to sell properties that they wouldn't otherwise be able to sell so properties that are sat on the open market overpriced or with issues that are putting off the majority of traditional buyers but as sophisticated investors we can we can still buy those properties but obviously in a sophisticated manner either below market value or on a control now pay later strategy so in this client's marketing plan there were all of those strategies and we tailored them for the goldmine area and we tailored them for the employees strengths and weaknesses we tailored them for my clients desire to invest money in the portfolio etc and what we found which is often the case in the current climate is that the donut strategies went really well really really well to the extent that a lot of leads were coming in very quickly and the donut strategy marketing was outperforming the paid for marketing and if i if i differentiate them between you know time expensive and money expensive you'll know what i mean so the leafleting the newspaper advertising the um, post office ads those were costing a lot of money and were not performing as well in terms of bringing leads in as the donut strategy and so my client looked at the figures because he's a, a very successful business person looked at all the figures and thought to himself well hang on this is really good testing and measuring and these donut strategies are costing me far less money and bringing me in far more leads so i'm already paying my employee's salary so it's actually not not costing me anything at all to do this marketing other than her salary let's carry on with that because i'm going to be paying her salary anyway and i'll rein in the paid for marketing now there's a bit more to it than this but i'm just simplifying it for the purposes of uh, education on this podcast but here's the thing that that isn't a move that's going to help him to b- build a larger portfolio and you might think well why not that makes sense it's actually gonna save him money and he's he's gonna in fact if he saved enough money on the paid-for marketing then perhaps he could employ another person to do donut strategy and now he'd build his portfolio at twice the speed so logically I get that it makes sense and that's why I wanted to spend this episode focusing on this this topic logically that makes complete sense however in the real world that is not going to work in my opinion so with my experience that isn't going to work and I'm going to spend the rest of the episode explaining to you why the reason that that's not going to work in the real world in my opinion is this the types of leads that come from letting agents and estate agents are different to the types of leads that come from paid for marketing. And if you think about it, that makes sense because someone actually has to reach out to you and say, yes, I'm interested in your service when they are responding to paid for marketing. And also the paid for marketing is very explicit that you know, I guarantee to buy your property. I can complete within 28 days instantly. I don't think I've ever had anyone phone me and say, oh, it's it's at a discount. In fact, I have had the odd person <laughs> correct myself mid flow. I have had the odd person, but the vast majority of people go, well, if he's guaranteeing to buy my house and he's offering to buy it really quickly within 28 days, it's going to be at a discount. So they're kind of 
putting their hand up and saying, I'm interested in selling at a discount. And I guess the subtext or the follow-up question to that would be, how much are you willing to pay or at what price? And that's why they respond to the marketing because they really just want to know how much of a discount you're going to charge in order to buy their property. So from those paid for marketing strategies, all the leads, they're all positioned in a similar way. So they all know it's going to be at a discount or they're expecting a discount of some kind. They're also proactively putting their hand up and contacting us. And the actual mechanics of the journey are identical. They see our marketing and they phone us. It's always a phone call, call to action. Now, yes, they might Google us online. Yes, they might click the QR code and have a look at the website, but their call to action is to pick up the phone and they're going to call our 24 hour call center and leave their details. Uh, with a real human being and that's the sales process that they're now in and i've covered it in other episodes and so you can you can have a listen to the episodes where i describe describe that sales process but it's a very standardized sales process so it's very consistent and it's the telephone fact find and then the help visit and then the sign up and then the the purchase so really really consistent and all these leads all these very similar leads are coming through the same funnel the difficulty with donut strategy and and i use donut i have used donut strategy really effectively i still use it now um and some of my clients do but what's occurred to me is the ones that use it the best and get the best results from it have cut their teeth on paid for marketing first and it's really challenged me as to why why is that why was my advice to my client actually i think you should carry on your paid for advertising at quite a high level well i think the reason this isn't definitive but this is the best of my thinking on this topic the reason for it i think is the fact that when a letting agent reaches out to one of their landlords they are saying i've got a buyer are you interested in selling to the buyer and yes it can be an email yes it can be you know different words to that but in essence they're saying are you interested in this the landlord or the investor that that is the client of the letting agent or indeed the vendor who is the client of the estate agent is saying yeah yeah okay yeah i'll, I'll have a conversation and so then the letting agent or the estate agent, especially if they're good and they're motivated, they go, great, great, let me book you in. And what I typically ask for is a Zoom call with the letting agent and the um, uh, vendor. And then we basically have a telephone fact find all together. And the reason I do it on Zoom is because there's better communication. And also I want the agent to be on the call so they can build trust with me, see that I'm providing a really professional service to their clients etc but the difficulty is it's not the standard process so there's no zoom call in the standard process and also these leads haven't put their hand up and said i'm interested in selling at a discount because i actively train my agents the agents that i'm collaborating with i actively train them to not do the selling so please don't try and say that i'll pay up to 75 percent. please don't try and do a tff for me if they're interested in selling and they're motivated you know book a zoom call 
But the problem is we're getting less qualified leads coming through an abnormal funnel. And what I've found is inexperienced property investors struggle with those leads. And and the other thing is you're far more likely to come across a, a, a portfolio landlord who's got five properties or 10 properties or 50 properties or 100 properties. And of course, if you're quite new to sophisticated investing, that's going to be really intimidating for you. Now, I'll happily talk to any size landlord and will hold my own. But obviously, I've got a lot of years of experience and 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 a decent track record behind me that gives me that credibility. But it can be quite disheartening. And what I've seen in the past, not with this client or their employee, but what I have seen in the past is people failing to convert those leads. My conversion rate is much lower donut strategy leads than it is on paid for leads. And I think that speaks to the strength of the lead and how motivated the people are that come through those. But it also speaks to the the sales process that and how robust it is and how it differs from the donut strategy leads. But for new investors, that's really disheartening, really, really disheartening for them to do a Zoom call and have a really low conversion rate. And of course, if you are then trying to book a help visit with an investor or a landlord, that's really hard as well because you can't go and sit in their front room because it's a tenanted property. So now you've got to try and do your help visit a cafe or a coffee house. And that's really hard as well. So you can see it's a lot harder to convert the donut strategy leads. Now, the flip side is it's much you're much more likely to get 10 properties or 20 properties rather than most inquiries from paid for advertising seem to be one property. Of course, they're the, the odd one that are, that are more than one, but not nearly as as many landlords and investors selling, in my experience, from paid for advertising. And what that means is for me or for experienced sophisticated property investors, they're okay playing the numbers. They're okay with a lower conversion rate. They are skilled enough to deal with the slightly different sales process. They're experienced enough to deal with a more sophisticated vendor. They are able to judge when to go off piste and when to stay on the straight and narrow sales process. The problem for a novice investor. And what I generally say is you need to get a few deals under your belt before you'll have a proper feel for what normal is and how the sales process goes. So if you don't have that experience, and in this instance, my client's employee doesn't have that experience yet. She's just getting going. She's doing really well with telephone fact finds. She's starting to do her help visits um, and she's doing really well with donut strategy. But what I my advice to my client was, I think you need to be keeping up that high level of paid for marketing because that's how she's going to cut her teeth. That's how she's going to build her confidence. That's how she's going to get her first deals under the under her belt. And that's how she'll actually develop the skills she needs in order to get the donut strategy deals over the line. And the the conundrum here is and this is my client who's who's wealthy, he's got good cash flow, he's got successful businesses, he trusts me 
a lot as well. He has high trust and he's still tempted to rein in the spend on the on the paid for marketing. So the conundrum for a new investor who probably doesn't have that level of financial resource, probably doesn't have as much trust in the system as as my client who I've been working with for whew, maybe three, four years now, they're far more likely to say, well, I'll start, I'll dip my toe in the water with the donut strategy because I'm not investing as much money. Well, the trouble with that is it's highly unlikely to not work or it's far more likely to not work than doing the traditional marketing. And if it doesn't work, if the first time you dip your toe in the water, it doesn't work, you're probably not going to then go and spend quite a significant amount of money paid for marketing in order to dip your toe in that water and actually get the results that are achievable. And, and I think with, with all of the clients I've worked with over the years, that's probably one of the biggest things they get from me. They get certainty, certainty and confidence that marketing works. And by the way, sometimes it doesn't work. So sometimes the leaflet delivery company puts your, your, your um, leaflets in the bin or sometimes your advert in the paper will be in the wrong location. And, and what I'm able to do is I'm able to look at that and say, well, there's the issue. Like I can look at your, I can look at a client's conversion rates and say, well, the issue will be here. Let's dig into this. The problem with a novice investor is they don't know where the issue is. So all they know is the end result isn't working. Whereas I can look at it and go, well, your marketing's working fine. There's an issue in your sales process. Let's let's unpick what, what's going wrong there. But a novice investor doesn't know how to dissect the, the funnel. And so they will just say, well, I've put this much time in with Donut Strategy, for example. I've had this many leads, but none of them have sold to me. And I've wasted in inverted commas this many months so i'm going to knock it on the head now sophisticated investing doesn't work or sophisticated investing doesn't work for me or it doesn't work in this area and the the truth of the matter is that's all inaccurate that person if they were running the right strategy in the right way absolutely could make it work in their area they absolutely could build a no money down portfolio but because they've gone about it in slightly the wrong way. And it, they say um, a little bit of information is dangerous, don't they? By doing some education and by learning about control now, pay later strategies and donut strategy for marketing and putting the two together and negotiating with agents and and their clients, they're, they're half doing the job, but half doing the job doesn't cut the mustard. It, it doesn't actually get the results. and. I've mentioned control now, pay later there. Vanilla sophisticated deals are 25% below market value deals, single AST properties. That's vanilla. That's what the bread and butter is of sophisticated property investing. 25% below single occupancy, single uh, tenancy properties. When you are going through agents on the donut strategy, the likelihood is, is those investors don't want to lose 25% of their portfolios value today they're much more likely to want a higher price but be willing to wait time willing to wait over time and because of capital gains tax allowances they'll often admittedly they're now diminishing but they'll often want to spread the 
sales of the portfolio over multiple years, which lends itself perfectly to control now pay later strategies. But for regular listeners, you'll know about the complexity conundrum. Control now pay later is far more complex than a simple BMV purchase in the next 28 days. And so as soon as you make the deal more complex, which is probably what's going to happen with a investor or a landlord, now the chances of the deal not going ahead are far, far lower because they're probably going to want to involve their own solicitors. They'll probably have an in-house solicitor uh, or a solicitor that they work very closely with, depending on the size of their portfolio. Um, they're probably going to have an accountant, so they're going to bounce this off their accountant. And these are the people that they trust most with their money. Well, the problem with that is those people, the accountant and the conveyances that they've used to traditionally buy their portfolio, have probably never come across a control now pay later strategy. And so they've never seen it. They're thinking market value, well, this is less than market value, or they're thinking waiting 15 years to get market value, that's ridiculous. And they will put their client off. And then the client has even less trust in you as a negotiator, and the deal is far more likely to fall over. That is a really common scenario. And of course, the less experienced you are, the more likely it is to fall over. For example, if I have a an accountant or a, 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 a country bumpkin conveyancer who is asking loads of questions, rather than talk to the vendor about their, their questions, what I'll often say is, how about we jump on a Zoom call altogether? How about we go through... Um, the questions all together on a zoom call or how about you come to my offices and you bring your accountant and your your solicitor and we, and we run for it then i can absolutely agree with some of their reservations i can explain some of the strategies we can put in place and some of the documentation to legally protect their client i can talk about how we can mitigate their risks and probably most importantly i can talk about deals we've done just like this one that were 10 years ago and are still going fine and the vendor's really happy. And I can even give access to those vendors for them to ask them how it's gone, etc. obviously with the vendor's permission. But that is, those are strings to my bow or tools in my toolkit that a novice investor doesn't have. Now, obviously my clients, I'll often help them with the negotiation and, and provide access to that kind of credibility alongside them to help them uh, get get the deals over the line but for a novice investor that's hard it's hard to overcome those objections and of course the deal falls down but by that time a lot of energy and time has gone into the sales process before finally the investor who really does want to sell calls it a day and um uh and and the deal falls through so the moral <laughs> of this episode is absolutely spread your marketing over multiple strategies. My, my seven top strategies are leafleting, newspaper advertising, post office advertising, news agents, so letters on news agents boards, donut strategy, letters to stale properties on the market, and letters to auction properties pre and post auction pre for every property that's listed and post for all the properties that didn't sell. Those are my seven most frequently recommended marketing strategies. Now, the 
advice I give when I'm creating a marketing plan is let's start with three or four or five. It, it depends on, on the, the individual situation and where they're investing, etc. But very rarely will we stop one strategy. We, we will definitely modify the investment in different strategies depending on what's working, but we will keep normally all of those strategies going because some strategies get better and some get worse over time. And if there's one message I'd like you to take away from this episode, it's that not all leads are created equal and that those bread and butter marketing strategies, leaflets and newspaper and post office especially, are where the majority of your leads are going are gonna to come from in the early days that you are able to complete. <laughs> and I think in, in recent episodes, I've talked a lot about control now, pay later. And I've talked a lot about donut strategy because that's where I'm getting a lot of my leads from. And that's where there are a lot of properties available on, on the market at the moment because of the market conditions that we find ourselves in and the stage of the market we're in at the moment. But it occurred to me this week and hence why I'm sharing this episode, it occurred to me this week that actually that isn't necessarily the place for everyone to start. And if people do want to start with donut strategy, no problem, but they really need to be also doing the bread and butter strategy so that they can cut their teeth so that they can learn the ropes and, and get proficient. And that will then lead to them sitting in front of the donut strategy leads and speaking with confidence it is so powerful when you can say i've helped a vendor last week by buying the house in this manner or um, i've actually just agreed a purchase that's going through at the moment where we're doing a b and c that gives a vendor a lot of confidence that you know what you're doing and you're walking the walk and you can actually deliver what you've said you can can deliver and so if you were thinking of dipping your toe in the water with donut strategy on its own, my strong recommendation to you is by all means do that, but commit to paid advertising as well. And remember that the golden rule is £4,000 per sophisticated deal. That's historically where what it's cost us on average to complete on a sophisticated deal. Now, that is an amazingly low acquisition cost, but you have to pay up front and you have to pay it with no guarantee of results. And the first deal is highly unlikely to be four grand because you're filling your funnel. So you might put eight grand in or 10 grand and then the deals might start falling through at the, at the back end. And of course you might get a deal with five properties and now they've cost you two grand each. But my strong suggestion, guys, if you're kicking off in this arena is to do both and to recognize the, the, the experience that you're likely to have that will differ between paid for marketing leads and donut strategy leads. I hope that's helped. I hope that's been informative. And until next time. Happy investing. Sophisticated property investing. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing now.